0: When I was younger, my cousins, they would always gather around at my cousin's house and they, for some reason they had like four or five computers and each cousin and my brother would be in a different room and all I could hear was screaming and shouting, you know, heal me, what are you doing? You know, lots of swear words as well. And I just thought, what losers? <laughs> and I, I thought that I was, you know, too good for that. (laughs) But then one day I decided, you know what, I'm going to give it a try, just for laughs. And then since that day I started playing probably as much as my male cousins, maybe even more than them. Um, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's called Jedi Academy, Jedi Knight. So it's basically a multiplayer game and it's based on the Star Wars universe and I started playing it I don't know, when I was about 17, for a few years. You log in and you go into different servers and there are other people from wherever playing as well and you just have to kind of lightsaber them or kick them. (laughs) and It's actually really fun.
1: Do you have a sense of nostalgia about it? Because I played World of Warcraft for, could be, over four or five years and I look back at that time when I was playing with all my friends and a similar setup would be at someone's house and all these different computers. And I'm like, I so wish I could go back to when that all started.
0: Yeah, big time. I mean, even when we see each other these days, we always, sometimes we say, oh, do you remember the good old JK2 days when, you know, you got into that fight with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And we talk about it like it's the most exciting thing that's happened, which is a little bit tragic. But, you know, there are times where I feel... I would like to play that game again with that particular community. It would be a lot of fun.
2: Welcome to Think Digital Futures, where we bring you stories from the digital age. I'm your host, Josh Nicholas. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the world of online gaming. But not in the traditional sense. We aren't looking at graphics or gameplay mechanics or even story. Instead, let's take a look at the human side. We may not talk about it much, but it's the people behind the pixels that really make some of these experiences special. It's not the monsters or the quests in World of Warcraft that bring you back day after day, it's all of the people you are tackling them with.
1: It's that you know that you're not the only one here and there are people there by the
2: way the two other people in this chat are jake a producer on this show and mel who is a journalist and plays a bunch of games it's like you're part of it and you know other people are part of it
0: yeah that's exactly right and i did actually form a good friendship or a few good friendships with people and i met someone from germany um, when he was visiting australia so that was fun
2: You me- so wait how did you how did you <clears throat> meet this person from germany
0: oh well he contacted me like, he sent me an email saying, I'm going to be in Australia. No, I mean,
2: in the game, how did you, like...
0: Oh, well, the server that I started playing on for, I don't know, about a year, it's a, it's based in the US, and so most people who played were from the US or from Europe, and this guy is from Germany, and he was one of the admins of the that particular server, and we just became friends, and one day he just said, look, I'm going to be in Australia from this state to this state... Um do you want to meet up? So we did and it was good.
1: What well, did you did you talk about the game?
0: We actually didn't talk about the game <laughs> at all, I don't think. <laughs> because by the time that he had that I had met him. Well we we talked about it a little bit, but by the time that we had met, we had both not been playing the game for a while. So the playing that game was a while ago.
1: Did he look nothing like or act nothing like you expected? Did or did he look like his he? character? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I think his character was like Han Solo or something. So, no, but I, Yoda. <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> um, I I didn't really. I had seen a photo of him, so he he looked what I had like what I expected. Um, but he was, <laughs> but actually no, he didn't really look exactly how I expected because when I saw him, he had like this massive Viking beard, and <laughs> he looked like very Viking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It's always like it felt a bit strange meeting him um, in maybe, I don't know, 10 seconds. And then after 10 seconds, um, you know, we hit it off.
2: So relationships and friendships can be a huge part of online gaming. And as with Mel's experience, these can be real friendships that persist long after the game ends. Just like in the real world, the people around you come to shape your experience. But before we go any further, let's answer a question. How does this happen? How do you make friends online? How do these relationships form?
1: You can't really explain it. Like, you can't just say, oh, go up to a random player and be like, oh, why don't we be friends? I'll add you to my friend list. A lot of the time, there's just this strange, spontaneous thing that happens. Either you're making a transaction with one another or you're just in the same obscure area looking at this flower and you both want to herb it, but it's like, who's going to do it first? And then that, like, you let that player do that. It's these random things, like, just imagine in real life. Yeah, it's
2: just like real life. You
1: go, you're, I don't know, you go to a cafe or something and you let the person skip in front of you because they have somewhere to be. That person recognises you and they say, thanks, like, thanks for letting me do that. Good on you, buddy. And then there's that weird connection there. And you never know. You might run into them again. Or you might sit down and spark up a conversation. It's the exact same thing. It's just you are another character. You're something online. For some strange reason, you just talk with each other. And then you just continue to talk to them because in that game where there are so many rat bags you've found one person who's actually done something nice to you. So that's something that you want to remember and then, who knows, maybe you'll play the rest of the game together.
2: It's just like all the friends you made at school or at work or at a concert. You run into people at random and you connect over something you share, whether it's a bad teacher or a boss or that you both like the red hot chili peppers. If anything, playing a game might make this process easier. You're already doing something that you can bond over. There are loads of experiences that you share, as well as built-in activities to force people together, maybe a particularly hard quest.
3: Yeah, wherever there's humans, humans are gonna act like humans, you know, and that includes annoying each other, that includes being very kind to each other, that includes everything in between, that includes a love of happy accidents as well and all that kind of stuff, you know, and taking the piss out of each other, but also, you know, um, yeah, just also just wanting to be with each other.
2: This is Liz Jeffrey. Liz is a lecturer in communication at the University of Technology, Sydney, and has agreed to be our guide into these online communities.
3: We really want to talk about, say, what happens online as opposed to what happens in real life. Well, online is real life. You know, once we're interacting, it is real life because we use it for real life things. You know, somebody who's sitting alone by themselves um, in a room but finds somebody else to talk to on the other side of the world and that gives both of them entertainment and comfort and relief and solace and all that stuff, that's real. That's totally real.
2: A lot of games now include formal ways to create a group, like clans or teams. But this wasn't always the case. Early on, many games didn't create space for communities, and some even tried to ban them. But they always existed, in some form. Whether it was on forums, or group chat programs, or even voice chat, gamers formed groups and teamed up. They all needed that connection.
3: Well, I think it's part of being human, is wanting to be in a community, yeah? So um, while the internet, uh, even though we like to think the internet... Well, the internet is a human place. We get the best and the worst of humanity happens on the internet, right? Arguably, the worst (laughs) is a bit more more, um, visible than it ever has been before. But uh, it's a human thing to want to be part of a community, you know? So I think that's why people clump together. And communities are really powerful because precisely because they're organised but they're not. They have rules, but they don't, if you know what I mean.
2: For Mel, the community was a big part of the reason she played her Jedi game. She was introduced to the game through her family and they remained a part of her community. But playing the game exposed her to a much wider world.
0: I liked it because, I guess, of the community and, you know, you would be talking to people from different parts of Australia And you'd just start talking about politics or random things. And
2: so, how would you how would you communicate with other people in the game? Like, could you only like if Jake and my characters were right next to each other, we could only talk to each other then, or could you just talk to each other?
0: No. So you could talk through chat, so through typing to everybody in the server, but you could also target a particular person and have a private conversation with them.
1: Yeah, because that's similar as what happens in World of Warcraft. If you're in certain areas or zones, there's a general chat, For which means there, yeah. that you're logged into that certain server, and then you can conversate over that zone chat. Or that's if right. you get into the cities, it's cross cities. So anybody in any city of the same faction around the game, you can all talk to each other. And yeah, it's filled with you know people try to sell things or just full-on spam, or, like, people commenting on, like, politics and stuff. like. That. And it's not uh, – I think the community doesn't come from, you know, all these messages in the main cities and stuff. It's who you meet uh, and then you p- private message and, and who you chat with in games like that.
0: That's right. Well, when I first started playing, I had already had some enemies because my cousins and my brother were in a clan because these servers are full of clans, and they had, like, rivals – and so because I...
2: <laughs> Basically, just imagine like an, like an online street <laughs> game. No, it
0: really, really was like that. <laughs> and because I was their sister and cousin, I didn't get off to a very good start. <laughs> but, you know, also because I was one girl out of, I don't know, maybe two or three who were playing, that kind of made me instantly popular. So that kind of overrode that part of it.
1: Did it bring you and your cousins closer?
0: Yeah, I mean... Um, there would be many times when we would have like gatherings, family gatherings, completely unrelated to the game. But sadly, all we could talk about was the game and, you know, alliances and enemies. <laughs> and I felt so sorry for the people who were listening to us, like friends and other re- relatives, because they, they probably thought these people really need to get live
3: games are really interesting too because they create community but there's also unexpected versions of that as well so at the moment I'm talking with my students in um, first year digital and social media course around what's called communication course actually around digital literacy and Pokemon Go and what that does for community right and the point of that is that it brings different types of people together so it's either kids that remember Pokemon from the cards way back in the day or it's people who kind of loved a VR game and played Ingress before and now we're finding out what Pokemon's all about or you hear those stories of autistic kids who know neither really and have never really been part of a community but now are finding a way to interact you know so there's all of these different ways or you know there's other people who are like what is this? I didn't even know this was possible. I'm going to get in and give it a go, you know? But even then, there's also a community of people who are like, you know, conscientious objectors. Okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not. But the important bit about it is it is something that brings people together, then they can launch off and go to other places.
2: Okay, so talking about Pokemon Go, because I think that's a really great example. Like, I said, I tried playing Pokemon Go. And I got bored really quickly. But a lot of my friends who don't fit into either of those two buckets, where they didn't like, probably didn't watch the show when they're in, in primary school, and they didn't play the cards. But there's this kind of social component to this, where all of their friends are now in it, and you want to be better than your friends. like, it almost seems like the the social aspect is kind of the first thing, and the actual game mechanics and all that kind of stuff is like secondary to the experience.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's true. But that's, I mean, that's community, right? That's yeah. the difference between, say, community sport and professional sport. Or, you know what I mean, community music making and professional music making, you know, mm. or any of those things. But community is about, you're right, those social interactions, that belonging, that, but also that participation and people with different levels of interest, different reasons to be interested, as opposed to, as we say, professional or formal, where, no, no. the 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 rules are clear you know what I mean and it does exclude other people so I think you're absolutely right there's and and that's the good thing about it you know people can dip in and dip out according to what they're interested in I mean also bear in mind it's not all it's not all happy we know that there are other people who are entering the community for um, wrong reasons or for malicious reasons and that's something to be aware of too when you've got something that is kind of that open but that's I mean that's part of life I guess unfortunately.
2: So a game can provide a platform for all different kinds of people to come and interact. It provides a common language and props from which you can build individual relationships and even a community. But before we go further down this track, let's think about what else games offer. A certain amount of anonymity. If we take Mel as an example, she was playing Jedi Academy at a time when not a lot of women were. The game provided a mask for that and anything else she didn't want to share. Through the game, she could be herself or really anyone. You can remake yourself in a game in ways that you can't on other platforms on the internet.
1: What makes it, what's the difference between like you finding this sense of community in this game as opposed to you finding a sense of community with something like Facebook or Twitter because then you're able to know who these people are? What was so special about Jedi Academy?
0: I guess there's a sense of mystery about it maybe because you don't know who everybody is and you don't reveal all parts of who you are. Um, So you kind of can, like you, you're connecting with people, but you're behind a bit of a veil. Um, And it's, it's also got a bit of a fantastical element to it where you can kind of be like, I don't know, you're, you're, you're the same person who you are, but you're slightly different as well. It's, it's hard to
2: explain. I feel like you're, you're going on there and you're not talking about your day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're talking about what like, the game or whatever's happening or whatever you're, you're working on. You're not talking about the stuff you would normally go and talk to with talk to people about.
0: It's, it's escapism, really. Yeah. Because you do have that anonymity, it's kind of like you can say things, not necessarily mean things, but you can kind of be a little bit of a different person than who you are in real life. Like show a different part of yourself
1: feel like if you develop a relationship with someone through this sort of game and should you quest together or should you talk to each other regularly and work towards the same sort of goals in the game, there's this weird trust that you wouldn't know to develop. And sometimes it really does. So you, it, it, it's just as likely that there's no hidden motive behind there because you can kind of feel it.
0: Yeah, that's true. And that's why I didn't feel worried meeting my friend. Like I didn't really question it. Or give it a second thought.
2: I think you. So I, I have a similar story. Like, I, I met a friend. I used to play RuneScape when I was in primary school and then early in high school. And I had a friend from New Zealand who I used to talk to all the time. And for the years of like te- teasing each other about what happened in the rugby or, you know, like lending each other stuff in games and that kind of stuff, you do develop some kind of friendship there. And like, I trust him a lot actually, even though I haven't, I've yet to meet him.
0: Yeah. And I guess. In in those cases, it is easier to build the trust because it's not like when you go on a dating site, you know what people want, like they want to go out on a date or whatever. Whereas this, when I had this friendship with this guy and with others, it's not like you're not necessarily planning to meet each other. So all these years that you're talking, you're not saying, oh, we're going to one day meet. You may never meet this person, but yet they're sharing stuff with you and you have a close relationship with them, but there's no necessary, there's no end game in sight. So it's not like you want something, it's just they're there and you're there and you're in the same place at the same time and you get along.
2: So this idea of trust is an interesting one and something I wanted to explore a bit more. How do you trust someone that is just pixels behind a screen? You don't really know who they are or what they're like. I mentioned earlier that I played a game called RuneScape when I was in primary school and early in high school. I actually got banned about 14 or 15 years ago, so I haven't played in ages. But I am still friends with a few of the people I used to play with.
4: Awesome. Cool. Okay. I'm ready. I'm actually in bed, but that's okay. Yeah,
2: that's fine. I actually don't really have any questions. Like, I, I guess oh, I just really? want like okay. your experience. <laughs> um. that's nice. Okay, cool. So this is Jono. As you can probably tell from the accent, he isn't Australian. He's from New Zealand. We met playing RuneScape an ungodly number of years ago and have kept in touch ever since. I called him up to get a bit of a feel for how important relationships were when he was playing.
4: I remember waking up and like for a war, for one of our wars, and some of them I'd have to wake up quite early. Um, and I just would, I'd be so excited. It'd be like Christmas morning. Just all that, all those, those feelings of excitement and adrenaline are rushing through and you know you, you're when you're in the when you're in the war and you're fighting like 50 v 50 or whatever and you can you have the the um opportunity of losing your rune set or <laughs> or maybe gaining a couple of rune sets then you um, you know that adrenaline pumps through your veins and it's it's real you know it's not um or it feels real because you you are risking a lot and you're you're willing to gain a lot and you're fighting alongside your friends and
2: Talking to Jono brings back a lot because we, we played together for a long time and there were loads of other people that sort of flitted in and out of our orbit during that time. There was a guy in Malaysia named Samba and there was another guy from up on the Gold Coast and and, and I really do remember these guys became a big part of wanting to log on every day. But there's some,
4: yeah, there's some interesting people like um, Ivana Poop, you know, like <laughs> these guys who, who you just kind of recruited to your clan and then they become... Like they become part of it as well and they become like they they become part of your mantra and you just kind of <laughs> they're always there
2: i had quite a lot of trust with a lot of these people like even though like you know if you steal my shit on runescape i'm you know i'm not going to be on the street like it's not a big deal in the grand yeah. scheme of things but yeah. there was a lot of emotional value tied up in all this stuff and i still i trusted people with this stuff yeah and it's like, how do you build that when I have really, like, you're so completely separate from me behind a screen?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just, it's all, it's the same way that you um, you build that with people. I mean, you, you don't immediately trust people until you get to know them. Even if they, I guess first impressions are first impressions. You, you can see them and you can see what they look like, but, and you don't have that online. You don't really trust someone until you've built a rapport. Like you wouldn't let a stranger into your house until you built a rapport with them, or unless they're um, telling you something.
2: And for, for, we 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 managed <laughs> so, to sort of build that online though. Like
4: yeah yeah we did yeah 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 we did and uh, and I think that's um yeah I don't know I guess that's that's the MSN coming in there as well it's just the chatter eh? right just talking to each other and.
2: I, I still can't believe I'm talking to you now and like wh- when did we meet? God, it was like I, know, I was in time. primary school.
4: Yeah. I don't even remember. I think I was too. It was probably I mean, I'm i am 30 now. It was probably it was over 15, well over 15 years ago.
2: Holy
4: shit. Maybe 20 years ago. <laughs>
2: oh my God.
4: It's crazy. Uh, no, I and we haven't we haven't had a lot of contact since then. We were on Facebook together but that's about it.
2: Yeah, but it's still like like it was still, I would go home from. It started in primary school, so it would go. I would go home from primary school, and I'd boot up RuneScape, and we'd just start talking.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I was always there because I was two hours ahead of you. So <laughs> I got home first, waited for you to come on. Uh yeah, that's no, good. But I remember like talking to. I remember talking to people about you. Like I must have talked to my mum about you and said, "Hey," and I, I think she knew you as Josh. You know. It's, <laughs> Ferg knew you, like all oh, brother knew you, and yeah, so that's Aaron, yeah, yeah. So that's, it's it's not like, it's like you're, you're a big part of, even though it seems silly, you're a big part of someone's life when you're an online friend, it's still, especially if you talk every day and you have that emotional, like, investment and in you working together on these, these significant things, or, or perceived as significant things.
2: Like on the in the day to day, when you like get home and you're going to, going to play, how much of the hook was the people you're going to see, and how much was it whatever you're going to go do?
0: Oh, it was definitely the biggest attraction for me was the community because with this game you can play it without other people on there, so you can play it just yourself. But that never appealed to me at all. Um, for me, it was it was kind of like I don't know, this sounds lame, but like the political intrigue of the game, because it was kind of like, you know, there were alliances and enemies and people really getting heated up about things and strategy and all that. And I really, that's what appealed to me the most.
2: You've been listening to Think Digital Futures, stories from the digital age. You can subscribe to our podcast by searching for Think Digital Futures on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. If you've liked what you've heard, please rate us and leave a review. It helps us get discovered. This program is a collaboration between UTS and 2SER. I'm Josh Nicholas. Talk to you next time.